0: Tony, do you know in fact every single episode of I Love Lucy?
1: I don't wanna say yes because I, I I bet there might be one that I don't have on my radar. I've done that before, but I I'm pretty confident I do. Yeah. Um,
0: you see, I mean the, well- o-
1: the other you know, the other day I saw Star Trek that I never saw before and I thought, no, I thought I saw every one of these. Uh, you know and you know, and there are other shows where once in a while I, did that episode get pulled when I was a kid for you know because you do see that sometimes that the pilot episode gets right. buried somewhere but you know show you know it's on the DVD collection or something like that you had that with uh, Hogan's Heroes and that Girl and, and that girl and several other shows uh, I, I, I I'm pretty pretty positive I, I've seen every episode uh, several oh, times okay. over but it's yeah. still to me it's the moments mm-hmm. Um yeah. It is. It is the moment, and I mean, we also have to look at it. She was the first uh, pregnant woman on TV.
0: That's correct. Ah, oh, can't say the p word though.
1: You can't say pregnant. Yeah, and even I'm, today,
0: I've, I'm getting a lot, lot of mileage out of out of uh uh one one. You know, I have to come up with a few pandemic jokes. You know, when I'm out out and about doing my my uh, thing out there in the park, um, Universal Studios. That is, uh, so. Lucy, you know, sometimes you have to um, do a little time travel. You know, you can't engage with people and not recognize that you are, in fact, in the here and now, but you're Lucy Ricardo. So uh, I tell folks that um, it it will come naturally out of conversation invariably, but the response is that, uh, for example, today, somebody asked me about, it came up that Lucy, I, when I'm Lucy, I would say I was the first woman on television, to have a baby. And uh, and then the, the oftentimes the person will respond, well, yeah, and you had twin beds, you know, hearty, heart, heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Rick, so now I I get to use the joke of that Lucy and Ricky were the first couple to socially distance. We Our beds were <laughs> six feet apart. <laughs> I have a little bit of fun with that. And then the yeah. other... The other little joke that I get to work into my repartee uh, is that I have to um, wear my mask factor uh, (laughs) makeup because I have to wear the face covering when we're out in the park. But anyway, mask factor. So you're
1: basically Lucy from...
0: Yeah, from the nose up. But that's, you know, here's the thing. Uh, People love Lucy so much, they'll take half of her. You know, that's <laughs> what would have been great is if I could do the loving cup, <laughs> walk around with the loving cup on my head all day, but who, who would, you know, there'd be a Or we could
1: do the reverse, you could have that white beard.
0: Or the, or the beard, or the veil, yeah. right? When she had the mustache. Um, yeah. Oh, well. But, um, yeah.
1: So. So that, you know, it's just, uh, you know, amazing what people remember from Lucy, you know, because so much... You know, so many icons from that time period, people, it's not on their radar anymore. And it's kind of a shame, but Lucy surpasses all of that.
0: Here's the good news. Do you know, we've talked about the 70th anniversary. You know this is a huge year for I Love Lucy and Lucille Ball. Because not only did we just have her 70th anniversary, not everybody knew about that. TCM celebrated it. Uh, by every Thursday night of this month. In fact, tonight, they do a whole lineup of her films. There's a podcast called The Plot Thickens on TCM and all this month. Uh, I think there's 10 episodes. Not to throw you competition, Tony, but there's a podcast all about Lucille and and her life. Started last week. um, Hosted by Ben Mankiewicz. You can listen to that. And then there's the Being the Ricardos film, which comes out December 10th which is going to give bring, bring a whole new audience, perhaps, if people are intrigued with the star power that's involved, Aaron Sorkin, Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem, uh, will bring maybe a new, new consciousness to people who don't know the series. And then Amy Poehler and Ron Howard's production company are coming out with a documentary. So here we are 70 years later, and there's this, all this stuff going on, and it's fabulous.
1: Yeah, it's so nice to see that people appreciate this show. Uh, And, you know, it is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, it is just as amazing behind the scenes as it is what we saw on camera. Uh, You know, uh, you know, it's the first time I saw somebody on TV. I saw a grown man that talked like my dad uh, (laughs) and got just as mad like my dad.
0: Uh, uh, Ricky, yeah. Your dad talked like Ricky.
1: Uh, a Puerto Rican accent, but you know, not you know, not, not that that different from uh, a Cuban accent, and oh, honey. and you know, uh, I mean, I think we saw on TV around that time people doing accents, uh, wow. but you know, somebody who was basically being themselves and could not help but be themselves, and getting a lot of mileage out of mispronunciations and uh, and also getting to be part of that culture that you know the, the temper and, and all of that which I think once the show got established those were all the elements that the viewers look forward to. And you can tell from some episodes they're laughing before the punchline. Yeah. Which I think is the mark of a great comedy. You knew Yeah you yeah. knew if there's gonna be a cheek joke before Fred Mertz made the action deliver the line. Correct. Yeah.
0: The irony about that Tony is that Originally, you know um, Lucy had Lucille had to sell the idea of, of Desi to to the to the network, right Yeah. and they didn't want it. They said the, the public will never accept you as a married couple and so, but we are married blah, blah blah. look how much mileage the writers got out of that in, that interracial. Uh, You know, all of the nuances of his dialect, and look how much comedy gold they got out of that. Can you imagine? I mean, you know...
1: Yeah, but the the idea that, you know, people, and I I think we still have the same problem with with the networks, which explains why we have streaming services and, and other platforms to get shows. Because there are still people at the network saying, "Oh, the company's not going to buy that. The, the country's not going to buy that. The people in Iowa are not going to buy that. Nobody's going to believe that this all-American redheaded girl is going to be married to this Cuban guy." True. Well, this all-American redheaded girl was married to this Cuban right. guy, but they also had to take their show on the road, do like <laughs> a traveling vaudeville show, and show. Look, Correct. the American Correct. people love us. Correct. They also Correct. had to Correct. put Correct. up their yeah, and they had to put up their own money to. Put this show together and say, okay, part of the deal. We'll put up half the money, but we get to keep the films.
0: You bet. Brilliant.
1: That was brilliant. I mean, it was so brilliant. But just the idea, because back then, you know, shows were done out of New York. They were broadcast. If you were in New York City and had a TV receiver, you got it. Anybody else, you would see a kinescope, which was, you know. yeah.
0: You talked about that on your Dick Van Dyke uh, segment.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah, and yeah. and I got to tell you, we we would not have the Dick Van Dyke show. And Donna and I uh, also talked about that girl. And before that, I talked about Star Trek. Uh, and uh, I think also Mission Impossible had a milestone. None of these shows would have happened if it wasn't for Desi Lu. True.
0: I mean, True. At when, on, don't we?
1: Yeah, uh, at, at one time in his uh, Desi's stable of talent. You had Rod Serling and Aaron Spelling and uh, Quinn Martin and, you know, Gene Roddenberry. All of these people were under contract with Dizzy Lou And I think wow. all yeah. these shows uh, might not have given, been given a chance. So, if, true. Yeah. and
0: I, I love that Aaron Spelling was a 19-year-old gas station attendant on... Uh, <laughs> when they In
1: Bent up- Fort, Tennessee.
0: <laughs> oh, I love the Ernie Ford episodes. I love them; they're ridiculous. I love
1: them. No, I love that they had a chance to introduce this character in a two-part episode. Who was so out there? So out. There. And yeah, and and uh, and I think also his him working with Desi was hysterical. hysterical. I know a lot of. I I love you know when uh, Lucy pretended to be the wicked painted city woman to try to vamp him.
0: Vamp me some more. Yeah.
1: But And when they sing, you all come, and you have, you know, yeah. this talented Latin musician right. with a conga drum and everybody's dress is still built.
0: Yeah. And,
1: yeah, exactly. He is totally out of his element in this musical number. He has absolutely no business. No. no. Being there, and they make so much fun of it until they do that one, that last line, and cousin Rick will yodo Bobble and then you could hear all, you could hear the rest of the orchestra playing in the background.
0: Yeah. And see, there again, again, it points out to the mileage they got out of mm-hmm. Desi's um, heritage and national, you know, because you, you get that, that, you know, dichotomy of him trying to, how about, how about in the Scottish episode, you know, uh, you know, uh, he when he's trying to do a brogue with a Cuban, <laughs> hilarious. Well, he also did effects, it. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous.
1: When he uh, when they did the uh, Sweet Adeline with the Barbershop Quartet, and another, and, 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 and and Fred even says, "I've never heard a Cuban sing Barbershop," and he said, "I'll do it with an Irish accent." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, yeah, one, I, and I will try to re, you know recreate Desi singing, but it's just like when he gets to that one line, "Mi darling." Yeah, you know, yeah. because you, yeah, yeah. you do have two cultures that roll their R's. And, you know, me darn yeah. And uh, just to try, you know, that part is also just hysterical. Uh, the Bob Hope episode, yeah, um, yeah. not just um, the Nobody Loves the Ump number, which right. also you get to add that, but just uh, in the uh, locker room when uh, Bob Hope has the ice pack on his. And Ricky's trying to explain what's, and, and Bob has no idea what he's saying. And yeah. it's just like, you're trying to tell me tell something.
0: Me something. <laughs> yeah.
1: But his, yeah, or just him trying to explain the situation to somebody, and somebody's head is ready to explode because they can't process his accent.
0: Hence the running joke, and do will make fun of my English. That's English.
1: That's English? Yeah. Or you, you didn't? No, I so, didn't.
0: Yeah. yeah. They got done. It. No,
1: I done. not yeah. so, uh,
0: so, so much. And
1: how? And uh, how? How many times did you see a positive Latin role model seventy years ago on television, and then ten years afterwards, and ten years after that, and ten years after? That?
0: True, Tony. True. I, I
1: think it was. True. I think we weren't seeing a lot of those positive role models until you and I were adults. I mean, we may have had the occasional, you know episode where the high school principal or, you know, something, right. you know, might be but to yeah. show somebody as a productive member of society yes, he was a musician but he, you know, he yeah. paid the rent yeah. you know he, yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, and it's also a time capsule of the time, it's, it's, um
0: for
1: sure you know, it, it's timeless in some ways but it does represent the time period uh it's 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 beautifully done. Um, also, just uh, with the show and just looking back, uh, the construction of this set—I mean, that you see behind me—is also I phenomenal. Your
0: living room and you remodel. This is, yes,
1: this is this is how I live, and yeah, yeah. And then my kitchen looks. Yeah, my kitchen looks like uh, the Cramdens' Brooklyn apartment.
0: Uh, I hope not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think my kitchen's bigger than the Crampton's Brooklyn apartment. But, you know, the fact that they were able to construct something like this and, you know, they're filming with three cameras. They're using lighting that was used in movies. They were combining cinema and theater. Yeah.
0: Well, the general Carl Froome. Drawing yeah. Drawing. Who, I never Carl
1: Hart- Yeah, who had painters painting. They couldn't get the lighting right. They painted Isn't the wall. The <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah, and, and the process of editing and all that, and that everybody else, you know, would eventually follow their lead.
0: Yeah.
1: It would, you know, that they they, they they set a standard, everybody else followed it. Uh, I do get a little impatient with people who want to judge it. Well, I don't like it because it's so, you know, uh, misogynistic. You know, the husband won't let the wife work. It's like, well, if that's all you get out of the show, then you're not really watching. Uh, no. It's,
0: no, it's, because it's, in the end, guess who... Guess who gets gets her way? I mean,
1: she, you know. She gets into the show.
0: You bet. She calls the shots. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's,
1: yeah, no, but I think she, uh, I imagine Housewives in the 1950s sometimes felt a great sense of vindication with certain moments that Lucy would have for either Housewives of America or Motherhood or, you know, just, you know, Whatever uh, was the equivalent of feminism in the time period.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, there is that one. I, I don't remember which episode it is, and I should know this, but there's one where he does spank her. But it's yes. it's, it's playful, it's playful, but you know, it's still a little. I,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking he did it twice.
0: He might have. But
1: once, to, but only once to music. Huh? Because you're thinking of the one where she's she has all the toys and she's on the right, tricycle. And, yeah. and then there was another one where she had this cable and Fred was hoisting her up so well. Uh, um, Ricky's singing a song. Uh, and I don't remember the name of the song. When you're dancing and you're dangerously near me, I get ideas. I get ideas. I yeah. get ideas. And, and she's like doing like a, a high wire act behind him. And then goes back oh, to sitting down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, so then, that, was, and then, that wasn't I get ideas, but um I uh I get ideas was with the dummy. Oh yes. But I know the one you're talking about where she does the high wire and he she he uses her hind end as as a drum. As a drum. But and he stops the music
1: and then uh, switches over to Babaloo.
0: Right. But there's another yeah. one. Um but see I liken her to Alice Cramden in that she has her come up and she finally does get What she wants. I mean, however she does, however manipulative or you know, but she gets her way. You know, she does. She's not. uh, He's not the boss of her. So you know. And
1: but you got. You also got to know this character. You knew before the first commercial. Lucy was going to get her way. She was going to get into the show.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, Yeah. She had an allowance and everything. Yeah. (laughs) But we, we've come a long way, but... Um, yeah, she
1: had an allowance. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yes, the... Uh, she... Ricky and Fred were in the father's waiting room, or is he, Ricky called it, the waiting father's room. Yes,
0: yes, he could not be uh, there, that's true. He could,
1: he could not be part of, of that. In fact, uh, Lucy's only in the beginning of the episode, it's really... That's right. Uh, and we're going to pause right here but we'll have more TV history right after this message.